I can't quite believe it, but we have made it to 20 episodes of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. So for today's episode, I'm going to be discussing something a little bit different, and that is launching a new K-beauty brand. At Style Story, we are celebrating the launch of our first in-house brand, Jellico. And today, I'm going to take you behind the scenes to talk about how we did it, why we did it, as well as some of the trials and tribulations along the way. Welcome to The Korean Beauty Show, where we're talking all things Korean skincare, makeup, and more. If you want to learn about the hottest trending products and ingredients straight from South Korea, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, we'll be diving in to take a look at the latest trends, as well as all the tips and tricks you need to perfect your K-beauty routine. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, professional K-beauty expert and founder of Korean beauty platform Style Story. Are you ready for this jelly? I hope so, because today we're talking about the launch of Jellico and what it takes to get a new K-beauty brand off the ground. But first, if we haven't already met, then I'll introduce myself. My name is Lauren Lee, and I'm a K-beauty expert and founder of Style Story, the online K-beauty platform where you can shop and explore the world of Korean beauty. Today's sponsor is Jellico Bubble Tea Steam Cream, a deliciously creamy moisturizer that is a drink for your skin. Bubble Tea Steam Cream features super ingredients niacinamide, vitamin E, beta-glucan, pearl, squalane, sodium hyaluronate, panthenol, and more. Save 10% off your Jellico Bubble Tea Steam Cream with code PODCAST. Jump over to stylestory.com.au where bubble tea is now being served. Okay, so today I am going to talk to you guys about something a little bit different, a little bit um, different from the kind of things that we've been talking about on the show up until now, and that is launching a new K-beauty brand and what it takes. So Jelly Co, that's Co, Co with a K-O, is Style Story's first in-house brand. And this is something that we've been working on behind the scenes for many years. Uh, so obviously I've been in the game quite a while. And throughout that process, I have consulted with many, many other brands. I've helped them put together their products. I've helped them come up with everything from names to the new products, to labels, to ingredients lists, everything like that. And in the process of doing that, I've read thousands of ingredients lists and analyzed thousands of material safety data sheets, which are the documents that go along with products and that you need in order to basically import a product into another country. So throughout that process, I ended up learning a whole lot about what makes a good product, what makes a bad product, and what makes just kind of a mediocre one. And I've also learned a whole lot about what people like and dislike in their beauty products. 
I've been really surprised, I guess you could say, over the years about products that either have really, really stellar ingredients lists that just don't seem to translate very well, and on the contrary, products that are pretty ordinary that seem to go viral. So I guess you could say the whole time that I have been working in the K-beauty industry, I've basically been learning on the job uh, about what it takes to make a brand. I've been you know, working with the brands to put their own products and ingredients and everything like that together. And it occurred to me many times throughout, I guess, that process that, you know, I'm giving all of these brands so much help to go and make their own products, but then I need to still go and do all the hard work for them by actually launching that brand in a new country. And, you know, that is definitely not an easy process to launch a new brand, to market it to people um, and to work out, you know, what makes people tick and how they're going to respond to a brand and things like that. There have been plenty of brands that I have seen over the years that have a really great product and it just basically tanks and does not perform very well. It doesn't sell. And then, you know, the brand sort of disappears or then they move on to another market. And, you know, that's pretty much part and parcel of being in business to a certain extent. But it has given me a really, really great, um, I guess, lesson without ever having, you know, attended, you know, uh, cosmetic chemistry school or anything like that. Although that is something that I am looking into doing just because it's an interest of mine. But you do when you read as many documents about the products and things like that and about the chemistry and the chemicals and everything in them as I have, you learn a lot about, you know, what goes in to make these products and what makes a really good one and what makes a bad one. Now, the second reason why I always thought that I would end up making our own products is because of Australia's cosmetic regulations. So Australia has a really robust set of regulations about what can and can't be sold in Australia, how they can be marketed, the kinds of claims that you can make, as well as the ingredients and things like that that can be included in products. And in fact, many countries have this. Australia is definitely not alone. America has exactly the same thing. Um, and cosmetic regulation is different in all countries, including Korea. So you know, I have learned a lot about Korean cosmetic regulation over the years, labeling laws and stuff like that in Korea and how and why they're different from Australia. Um, so there are just so many products that unfortunately cannot be sold in the Australian market. And one example of that that was in the Australian media in a pretty big way in the last week was a couple of products from the brand The Ordinary. So The Ordinary, a really, really popular brand. And this week there was news that broke about fake The Ordinary products circulating in the Australian market. And the reason people were able to spot this really easily is because the products that they were circulating or distributing were not legally allowed to be sold in Australia. So the person obviously didn't realize this, accidentally put them out for sale. And then in the process, it was discovered not only were they not allowed to be sold in Australia, but they were fake. So a bit of a disaster for the store involved in that. And it's one of the, the big ones in Australia too. But unfortunately, there are many Korean beauty products like that as well, including things like Korean sunscreens. So unlike in the States where, you know, a lot of Korean sunscreens have been able to make their way onto the market, Australia's cosmetic regulation is very different. And no Korean sunscreens that I know of have ever actually 
included in approved by our TGA, which is the equivalent of the FDA. Um, so none of them are actually legally allowed to be sold here. Now, some people do sell them illegally, whether, you know, knowingly or not. But technically, I've never heard or seen. Um, and there's a register that you can go and check pretty easily online to see what products have been registered. And none of the big Korean brands have, you know, ever gone through that process. Now, that's obviously probably because Australia is quite a small market in the scheme of things for them. So it might not make a lot of sense. It's quite an involved process that involves um, submitting lots of different documents. You need to nominate a sponsor. Um, it's a just, it is an investment of time, effort, and money. And, you know, you would want to make sure that your products are going to be selling if you're going to take the time and effort to actually put them on the register to list them. I do know that Leah Yu had the same problem introducing her Crave sunscreen into the US. Uh, my understanding is that she used some sunscreen filters that are approved in Korea, but are not approved in the US. So she couldn't market the product as a sunscreen and it's been being sold as something else, maybe a moisturizer or something like that. So there are plenty of products containing certain ingredients like arbutin, um, which many Korean BB creams have in them that we've had to say no to over the years because they're not allowed under Australian regulation. So I guess basically this is a really long-winded way of saying we've had to say no to so many products and brands over the years that have ingredients in them that either can't legally be sold here in Australia at all or they can't be sold in the percentages that that cosmetic formula had them in. And oils are a pretty big one for this. So, you know, that has been a constant source of, I guess, stress, stress and irritation for us um, at Start Story because, you know, we can't get away with legally selling products like that or, you know, bringing products in that don't have the uh, right cosmetic ingredients and things like that um, because, you know, we, we want to be industry leaders in the industry and not just selling, you know, willy-nilly everything. So that definitely factored into the decision to then come up with our own formulas that we knew 100% are totally fine, uh, comply with all of the Australian regulations that they need to and don't have any of these chemicals or ingredients in them that need all this extra documentation to be tested or have unapproved, you know, um, chemicals in them basically that a lot of Korean beauty products do have from time to time just because they're innovative and they're doing you know new things and, and um, introducing a lot of new stuff that can be a little bit of a problem in some countries so before I get into another couple of the reasons why we finally decided to make our own brand I'm going to announce the winner of the $100 AUD Style Story gift voucher. And that was this review that was left on the 14th of September. It says, I'm enjoying this podcast so much. It's so genuine, honest, and nurturing. I'm a guy that has been so interested in skincare since I was a kid. My mom always helped, and this podcast makes me feel included. I've been using Japanese, Korean, and Western brands like Lemur. This is helping me find what is best not just for my skin but also for my friends and family i cannot wait for more and to see where this goes well done so thank you so much you were the winning review so we threw all of them into a hat and this was the one that we pulled out so please get in touch with our team at stylestory.com.au to claim your 100 aud gift voucher that is so exciting thank you very much to everyone who left a review i personally read through them and it was so nice 
nice to hear what you guys are thinking and the things that you have been picking up and liking from the podcast. If you haven't already left your review, then better late than never, you can leave one now. I would love to know what you think. So you will find a spot to leave your review on Apple iTunes. Otherwise, you can come over and find us, Style Story, on Facebook and leave your review there where people can see it as well. All right, so on to the third reason why we decided finally to come out with our own line is because of reformulations and discontinuations. So anyone that has been using Korean beauty products for a while will be pretty familiar with the cycle of reformulations and discontinuations. And this is a constant source of stress for us as distributors because we have to spend the time and money to analyze the ingredients lists all over again. Check that they comply with all Australia's cosmetic regulations, which let me tell you is not a short process. And then we also have to break the news to customers, many of whom are not happy about products being reformulated. Uh, So we really wanted to break this cycle. I literally cannot tell you how much Um, of a stressful thing this is. And sometimes the brands don't tell you that they're doing it. So, you know, you'll be notified by someone else picking up something and you're like, hold on a second, why didn't I hear about that? You know, like the percentage of vitamin C just changed from 10% to 5%. Like that's big news, why didn't anyone tell me? So that has been uh, a pretty constant source of stress for us pretty much since style story first started back in 2014 um the the cycle of reformulations and then products just being completely discontinued altogether is across all brands i mean the other thing that is really common too is packaging upgrades and i know the brands do it to try and you know introduce new packaging that's maybe um easier to use or more environmentally friendly or something like that. But for us as distributors, we then have like lots of people, you know, emailing and messaging like, oh my God, is this a fake? Did you sell me a fake? You know, it can be really confusing for consumers when the packaging changes on their products. So that really was another reason uh, why we decided to come out with our own line is because we wanted to kind of break this cycle. Um, I know for myself personally and heaps of our customers, They really do like using the same product once they've found something that really works for their skin. And it's very upsetting to people when things do go, you know, either the ingredients lists totally change or the product is just discontinued altogether. So that was another big one for us. Now, the other reason, of course, is that we wanted to make a brand that we wanted to use. So the combination of Korea's design, innovation and skincare technology with a fun brand concept that makes you look forward to using it every single day. That was our brand concept for Jellico. So the thing that first attracted me all those years ago to K-Beauty was that that whole thing of, oh my God, I really, really want to use this product. Everything from the way they smelt, the way they looked to how innovative they were. Like it was just like stepping into, you know, Alice in Wonderland and falling down the rabbit hole. And that was the kind of brand that I wanted to make. It's something that you're just like, I have to use this. I want to use it and I'm looking forward to doing my skincare when I get home because of this product. 
So a lot of the Korean brands that I'm seeing these days, particularly on the ground in Korea, are like carbon copies of each other. They seem to have a propolis line. It's like a requirement to have a Seeker or a Centella line. They have an AHA BHA line, which uh, in Korean is called Aha Baha. So an Aha Baha line, then they have to have a ceramide line, a tea tree line, a doctor something line, a troubled skin line. And, you know, as I guess a distributor and someone seeing it on the, the ground in Korea, it can be a little bit like, oh, isn't anyone doing anything else these days? Like, very much um, the same kind of things are trending in Korea. Now, not all of those do make their way over to the overseas markets, obviously, because I think we, we've already spoken in a previous episode about how the trends overseas are different than the trends on the ground in Korea. But nevertheless, you know, when we're trying to decide what kind of things we're going to curate and bring over to Australia, you know, like year after year to just seeing yet another ceramide line, yet another <laughs> centella line, yet another, you know, propolis line. It's like, okay, like we've kind of done that. So, you know, that was the other thing. And the, I think that the reason that the brands are doing this is to, you know, try and make you buy more and more products. And I think that it can actually be quite confusing to consumers. I know we talk to people every single day on Star Story who are just so confused with what products they should be using, what order to use them in. So what we wanted to do instead was to try and focus more on a really good, well-rounded formula with really great textures rather than a fad or a, you know, um, an ingredient that we build an entire line around and try and make it for as many people as possible so that lots of different skin types can use it so that they don't have to go and buy the AHA BAHA AHA BHA line and then the Seeker line and then the Tea Tree line and then the, you know, on and on and on. So that was why we have decided to launch our brand. And our very first product is Bubble Tea Steam Cream. So Bubble Tea is a favorite drink of mine and has been for many, many years. And the idea behind the product is basically to just have something that is a hydrating drink for your skin. So just like you would drink a bubble tea and, you know, get excited because it's so fun with the little bubbles, you really have a good time while you're drinking the drink. Um, you know, you maybe want to take a couple of photos of it and then it's super hydrating. We wanted to do that, but in a cream form. So we've tried to replicate our idea of what milk tea bubble tea is into this moisturizer. And because I, you guys know, I have really super, super reactive, sensitive and dry skin. We wanted to make a product that would be good across a wide range of different skin types. So we tested it on oily skin. We've tested it on normal skin. We've tested it on mature skin skin we've tested on my skin which usually for compass my skin that's they're going to be the most the most difficult so we have tested this for a very very long time we have been through so many different uh formula changes the process of creating a single skincare product is so long. It has to pass through so many different steps. It has to pass through so many different stability tests and things like that. So we were really lucky to work with one of the best cosmetic formulators in Korea. And we actually worked with them on the formula and we made heaps of changes to it as we were going along. You know, we weren't happy with this, that, and the other. And then obviously we had to make sure that everything in the formula was gonna to be fine to be um, 
brought into Australia with no problematic ingredients. So that necessitated a few more changes to the formula just with some um, really new ingredients that hadn't been registered yet in Australia. So we made sure we, we took them out to avoid any problems. So the finished product I am so happy with. Um, it was definitely worth all the stress and the sleepless nights and everything like that. I would love for you guys to come and check out. We are still in the process of setting up a website, but we do have an Instagram page, which is at jellyco with a K, K-O underscore official. So at jellyco underscore official. And you can come and have a look at the product and see what it looks like. And don't forget also to use the code podcast if you would like to get 10% off your bubble tea steam cream. So that is just a little bit of information and detail about what went into the decision to launch our own brand. Uh, If this episode was interesting to you, if you would like to know more about launching a brand um, or the process or anything like that, I'd be really happy to cover that in another episode of the podcast if that's something that you guys want to hear about. So do let me know. Um, Other than that, I will talk to you guys next week. Next Tuesday, we have another uh, jam-filled episode of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. And until then, I will speak to you next week.